This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Jenica Thompson. She is one of my absolute favorite YouTubers and honestly now favorite people. We had such an amazing conversation. I know that you guys will love this episode. This is probably one of the episodes that I'm most excited about just in general. I was so excited when I DM'd her. I was so excited when I finished recording because it was just such a good episode. So pretty much Jenica has a very, very interesting story. Jenica was pregnant at 13 years old. She had her daughter Annika at 14 years old and her story is just incredible and it's also very inspiring kind of how she overcame the challenges of her life. She's just one of the nicest and best people and it was so nice talking to her. So we kind of just talk about what it was like to grow up in that circumstance, especially in a small town because she did grow up in a very, very small town in Tennessee and just the stuff that she had to go through. And now we also talk about how she got into YouTube because she now does have a vlog channel with her daughter. So now her daughter is 14 years old and they have a YouTube channel together and it's so entertaining if you guys are looking for new vloggers, if you guys are looking for a new dynamic duo to follow, I definitely recommend their channel. Obviously, everything will be in the show notes, but Jenica has honestly a heart of gold. Like, (laughs) she is so, so nice. It was really, really great talking to her, and I honestly can't wait until this pandemic is over, so hopefully one day we can meet up in person, and yeah, she's just amazing. I also did, before we got into the episode, just wanted to thank the reviewer of the week. I know that it doesn't, it's not like instinct to review the podcast. I feel like it's one of those things where you have to really think about it. You have to actually go on iTunes, you have to write a review. It's way, they they make it way more complicated than like leaving a comment on an Instagram post or um, leaving a comment on a YouTube video. So I did just want to thank you for that. So thank you so much for all of your kind reviews. I do believe we're almost at, let me check, we are at 734 reviews. That means we are very, very close to 750. I really want to get to 1,000 eventually. I wanted to say before the year was over, but I think that's a stretch. But if you guys think that you can do it, please be sure to leave a review if this was helpful. You guys can be featured in the reviewer of the week on another episode. But anyways, I just want to get into this episode. I know that you guys are going to love it. She's amazing. And let's get into it. 
Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heiress Tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type RealReal under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. RealReal under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, Jenica. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been meaning to have you on ever since I found your channel. I'm like, I need to have you on my podcast. So I'm really excited. And I remember I followed you on Instagram and I saw you were already following me. And I was like, oh my God, she follows me. This is so cool. <laughs> oh, I've been a day one real, real stan. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you. No, I'm so excited to have you on, but we always get started with setting the record straight. So this is where I say some stereotypes, assumptions, and then you're going to tell me if they're true or false. So let's get into it. The first one is being a teen mom is like the show. Teen mom. (laughs) Very, very false. I know. I I feel like drama, but it is false. Yeah. I feel like that's the only, like when that came out, I think I was in high school when that came out. So that was a big show. And like, I feel like that's kind of what everyone thought it was like. Totally. Yeah. When that show came out, Annika was already three and I was like 17. So I was like, this is not. And I think at that point, the people that did know me knew that about me. And so when that show came out, they assumed that's exactly how I was living. And I was like, no, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always, I always look back to that show. Like that show changed so many stereotypes I guess of teen moms or like it just like was such a big show for our generation I feel totally, like totally yeah and now they have like teen mom three or something I like know they're it's like- still on to this day yes <laughs> yeah yeah the next one is you change a lot from being a teenager to an adult oh for sure for sure I think that I had to grow up super fast um you really just kind of don't have a choice you have to kind of start taking over. Um, I know it was funny, like the first time my mom was like, okay, call and make Annika a doctor's appointment. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's like, my mom still sometimes calls and makes my appointments, but she always makes me call and make Annika. So you do kind of have no choice, but to um, take that like authority role and, and be organized and, and yeah, you kind of change overnight. Yeah. That's so funny about the doctor's appointments. Cause still like whenever I come home, I'm like, so the dentist appointment, like, did you make that mom? Like, <laughs> Oh no, I'm not kidding you still because my mom works at a hospital. So sometimes she still will like just handle my stuff because she's there. And with Annika, I'm just like, wait a second. Are your, let me check your teeth. Is it time for an appointment? Yet? <laughs> you know, like we it's, it's navigating like a whole nother person. So it's yeah, definitely, definitely grew up overnight. Yeah. And the next one is having a viral video changes a lot for you. Um, I would say yes. I mean, really, you know, the goal was always to kind of hit 100K. Did I know that I was going to do that in, in subscribers? Did we think we would do that? Yes and no, because we kind of wanted to manifest and really have that goal. But I just genuinely didn't know that it would ever happen for us. And kind of as soon as that video went viral it just the spike was just totally uphill from there so yes and no because we did work for it obviously we we were on youtube for a couple years before we did that but um i would think majority yes yeah no that's i mean that's how i found your channel but now i'm obsessed with like all your vlogs and all your other content um but i feel like that's something that other people don't realize is like that viral video sure it might have jumped a lot of subscribers for you you might have increased a lot but it's that's not like your first video that you filmed you know (laughs) like you had so much work in that like before that video ever went out and i feel like people don't see that because they just see like where they found you Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, um, I kind of strategically saved that video for once we had a few videos on our channel because I didn't want people to like, you know, if that video did well, I didn't want people to click on it and see we had one video and then not have any interest in the channel. So, um, there was definitely, it wasn't overnight success for sure. Like we still were doing this, like I said, almost for two years before, um, that one kind of spiked us for spiked it for us. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about like how your YouTube channel grew and like why you started it. But first, just tell us a little more about you. Like, I want to know like where you grew up, like what was kind of your childhood like at first? Yeah, so I grew up in a very small town about 
um, an hour and a half, two hours away from Nashville in Tennessee called Lawrenceburg. Um, grew up there with two siblings and um, in my mom's house. We were super close family. I mean, very, very Christian home. I was a super successful student. I mean, all A's involved in every single thing in school that you could be involved in. I mean, it was one of those towns where like there was nothing else to do but be involved in school. So we were um, super involved with school. And um, yeah, I just, I guess I was in, let's see, it was the end of my eighth grade year when I found out I was pregnant. Um, so really like, I don't remember a lot. Before yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally before that, my memories are just jumping on the trampoline with, with my brother and sister, you know, cause my brother, it's five years, um, well, eight years younger than me. And then my sister is three years younger than me. So I'm the oldest. Um, and yeah, we just played in the yard and that's funny that your brother, you say is eight years younger than you. So he's kind of like an older brother than probably to Annika. Oh, totally. So that's what, when I said five years first, so he's actually only five years older than Annika. So, um, he and Annika have a closer age gap than, than him and I, and we've always been super close. Like, I don't think that we've ever, ever had a fight, like ever had a falling out. No, my sister and I, that's a different <laughs> story, but my brother and I, like, we just truly get along. We're, we're, like truly almost the same person. Um, but it really has been interesting, like seeing him and Annika's relationship because he'll text me sometimes and be like, did you see what Annika posted on her Snapchat? Like, are we okay with that? What's going on? <laughs> you know, he's very protective of her and just like very almost big brother to her. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's nice to have like that close knit family, especially like being so close in age. Um, And I always love asking this question to anyone that comes on my podcast, but what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, was it, has it changed for what it is now or what you are doing now? You know, it's so funny because like, like I've never like known like, oh, I want to be a teacher when I grow up. Oh, I want to be an doctor when I grow up. Like, it's never been like that for me. We had a career day in middle school and we had to like come dressed up as as what we wanted to be. And I literally wore a gown and brought a trophy because I wanted to be Julia Roberts. And my teacher was like, oh, so you want to be an actress? And I was like, no, I want to be Julia Roberts. (laughs) I just, I've never had like, I've, I've, I love talking. I love speaking, but I knew there wasn't like public speaking. Like what, what would that be in a career? And I think also with me, like having Annika so young, I didn't have time to get a job that I would work my way up. Like I needed a job with a stable salary and like, so it kind of almost made me put my career goals on hold. Um, Cause I'm only going to be 32 when she graduates high school. Mm-hmm. Like the goal has always been like, I'll focus on me then and what I want right. to do then. But right now I just need like insurance and a steady income. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that does like, like you said, kind of force you to grow up quickly also like doing that. But it's funny because you say like, oh yeah, you'll focus on you when you're 32 or when she graduates. But right now I feel like not Julia Roberts, but like you're in front of people, you're in front of the camera, you're public speaking in a way. So I think it kind of all worked out, honestly. Yeah. I mean, and I love it. I truly, truly love it. Like I could get up in front of crowds and talk all day long and I have found such a passion and a love for, for YouTube and being in front of the camera. And I, I like YouTube better than I like Instagram. I know that's a lot, not a lot of people like that, but I feel like with a picture, I can't really show my personality as much as I can on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And your YouTube has been growing so quickly, which is awesome. And I feel like it's something that you and Annika can do together. And it's just, 
I don't know. I love your videos. I love your vlogs. Like I've said a million times, but you're doing really a lot. Like you might as well be wearing the gown and the trophy. Like thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're already doing that. But well, I'm going to go back to that teacher and be like, I am Julia Roberts. Yeah, exactly. You should show up and be like, see, like you doubted me. You. But here I am. Um, and then, so you found out that you were pregnant really, really young. So yeah. how you were 13 or 14 when you found out? So I was 13 when I got pregnant, 14 when I found out, because I actually was six months along before I found out. Um, I just had no symptoms, didn't gain any weight, had no, any sort of clue that I was. Um, The only thing was, I don't know if this is TMI, but I just, my boobs kind of got bigger. (laughs) But I was like 14, so I assumed that that was normal. But truly, that was the only symptom. And um, so I was 14 when I got pregnant, but like I said, we didn't find out until I was 14, um, or 13 when I got pregnant. We didn't find out until I was 14. And um, so it was just, and then like I said, with me being six months along, it was just rapid fire from there. It actually, I hate saying worked out because I don't think anything works out when you're that um, young, but we, my due date was in the middle of the summer. So I did not have to miss any school. Um, I ended up having her a few weeks early. So I was able to breastfeed actually for a month, um, which was what I wanted to at least try. And um, yes, I didn't, I didn't have to miss any school. I didn't have to miss a year of sports or anything like that. Like it, it kind of fell right where I was able to graduate eighth grade. I literally like just went into nesting, but because I really didn't show that much at the very end of my eighth grade year. So when I, when summer started, I was like, I'm not leaving this house. I don't want anyone to see me. Um, Obviously I'm from a very small Southern town. So it wasn't, it was very, very negative connotation around the whole thing. And so I just stayed home. I had a bunch of honors classes that I had to have like pre-work done for like summer work. And I just read all summer (laughs) and prepared for a baby. And then I was like, as soon as she popped out, I was like, as soon as I get clear from the doctor, we're going to start working out again. And, you know, I want it to look like I didn't even have a baby when I went back to school. Did people know once you went back to school or when you graduated eighth grade, did people Mm -hmm. know that you were pregnant or they didn't know because you had it in the summer? No, they definitely knew. Um, I went to school like I I was so it was such a shock factor. Like I I know sometimes when people say like, um, I'm speechless. I'm like, no, honey, you're not. (laughs) Because with me, obviously, like I talk all the time. And if it's almost like your brain is not even, it's, it's almost like you're li- like in a walking dream. Like I just like had no idea. I was having thoughts and knowing what was going on around me, but it was like, I couldn't function in the like world. And I remember I went in um, the next morning for a test. I told my math teacher who I loved and he was very nice and supportive of me and let me kind of just sit. But people started just chatting. And of course, someone was like, I'll ask her and and ask me in front of the whole classroom. And, you know, of course, I said, yes, like, I'm not gonna, I knew that my belly was coming. So I didn't want to, to lie. So yeah, it was the whole school, the teachers, everyone went from there. And you grew up, like you said, in a really small town. And it was probably I'm assuming like a really Christian conservative city so how is that like because I'm from so I am from North Carolina that's where I am right now and it wasn't I wouldn't say it's a small town because it's Charlotte so it's like still a growing city but I think that there still are a lot of those like small town elements here so I can't like relate exactly but I like kind of know what you're talking about so how is that like being in such a I want to say like not it's like everyone thinks kind of the same 
Like it's oh, very totally. Yeah, yeah. You, you're totally right saying that. It was, I mean, it was it was awful. Like those those first four years of having Annika, like I genuinely was like, how am I supposed to? I couldn't even see past those years into any kind of happiness because it was so so terrible. I mean, I had teachers that would walk behind me saying, let's see if she walks around the high school with that baby on her hip and, and just things like that. And, and when I, the next day that we went, or the next time we were at our church, um, the pastor told my mom that I was going to have to get up in front of the whole congregation and apologize. And my mom was like, okay, I think this is going to be our last day here. No, um, we're not going to do that. So, um, oh, and I had like, mom, I had a group of moms go to the board of education to try to get me kicked out of school. And the director was like, you know, there are two other teens that are pregnant right now too, but you just don't know them because they're not, you know, a cheerleader or on SGA or anything like that. And the biggest shock was like when people would actually say things to my face, you know, like we had, um, I had a girl at Walmart. One time I went to Walmart with my mom and a girl said, weren't you that homecoming queen on the front page that's pregnant? And I was like, you are 50 ma'am why are you concerned with what's going on with me but you know it was like I, I was like my little middle school's homecoming queen and so it was just like the perfect little lifetime story you know that yeah. everybody was just like wanted to gla- like not glamorize any way positively but just be like oh this is what's going on in our town mm-hmm. you know it's like so, the town gossip in a way exactly I felt like for four years I was just the town gossip and as as after I had Annika and as we were growing like she would be the only one not invited to a birthday party because people didn't want me sitting like a 16 year old sitting there at their two years, two year old's birthday. So it was just absolutely horrific. And as soon as we moved away to um, my college town and and it was another small town in Alabama. Now it was bigger than what I was used to, but um, I was almost like ready to defend myself and like ready to show that I was actually a good mom and I'm here to do school and, and I put food on my table for my kid, you know, here I'm, I'm good. And, and everybody there welcomed us with open arms and were just so wonderful and, and helpful and kind. And it was just like, oh, it was just my small town. Yeah. I wonder like, why do people feel the need to do that? Like why it doesn't concern them. So many other people have sex and they just don't end up pregnant. Like, it's not like you're doing anything that was so out there honestly right and the moms that were the main because obviously I mean my mom people were so mean to my mom at work because they were like how could your daughter live in your home for six months and not know she was pregnant my mom was like I was still buying tampons and I didn't think anything like and that's the thing is like like I said I was an honor student I was like we were just not the I was not the type of what I thought type of girl that would do that and I think that at the end of the day that's why I went so long without finding out as part of my body just was like, this is not going to happen to me. This is not going to happen to me. So mm-hmm. I just like, I didn't even think that it was a realm of possibility for myself either. So it was just, you know, my sister, bless her little soul. She got bullied at school. My brother still people say things to him. So it's just like, you know, it's, I think that's one of the things that of the church with my mom, she was like, are we going to make everybody that gets a divorce come up here and say, I'm sorry? Like what, what why are we going to pick and choose which, you know, quote sins are, are the worst that we have to apologize for. So it was just difficult navigating. And I, like I said, I was able to still cheer throughout um, high school. I even had a mom come down to the gate while I was cheering and yell at me that her daughter should be able to look up to the cheerleaders. And I'm no one, to, I'm not a role model and all this. And I'm just like, 
honey. Oh my gosh. And you were so young at that time. Like I was literally in high school. Like I was, when that mom said something to me, I was a sophomore. So what, like 15, 16, like what are you doing yelling at a 15 or 16 year old? So, and that's, I think that's one thing that like helped my mom get through like the people being mean to her is that I'd be like, mom, I don't want to be a tattletale, but the, the moms that are judging you need to worry about their own kids. Yeah, no, that's so. crazy. I can't believe a grown woman would do that to someone, to a li- to a child. Yes, I don't understand. I think that's the like I had such a um, a wall up, and I like I envisioned my younger self as just like having my fist up with like boxing gloves on at all times. Like I was ready to defend myself at all times, and it wasn't until we got out of that, and and maybe it would have been different if we would have come to that small, t- like, I, like I went to my college town with Annika and I came to Nashville with Annika. So people knew and, and that's just how I, I, I arrived. You know, maybe it would have been a little bit different, but I think that because it was just so per- picture perfect, like lifetime movie scenario <laughs> that everyone yeah. was just like, this is what we're going to choose to jump on right now. Yeah, that makes me so mad, especially like the church being like, you need to come here and apologize when that is so opposite of what you are supposed to do exactly exactly. so you know we have found churches throughout throughout our moves and things that were just totally opposite of that as well but you know to even think that people have that mindset and and to know that what if I wasn't you know what what if I was struggling more than anybody knew during that time like what would that have done to me and yeah it it was such a learning experience and and I like to say like I told somebody one time, but, but going through those made me the person I am today. And it's like, don't give those other people credit for you. Like you became who you are because of the decisions that you made. So that's so true. Uh, we just, we were glad to get out of there. Yeah. Is your family still in Tennessee or did they move when you moved to college? So my mom still is there. Cause both of my siblings were younger. Um, my mom still is there. Um, I try, I try to get her to come with me everywhere I go, but her parents are still there too. Um, so we do go back to Lawrenceburg and visit, but it's nice that we just get to go straight to the driveway, you know, mm-hmm. not see anyone and leave. And where we live now, because we actually live about 20 minutes outside of Nashville. Um, and so where we live now, I can probably be at my mom's house in like an hour and 15 minutes. So she comes up here almost every weekend, honestly, and, and hangs out with us. So we're not too far. Yeah, that's really nice. That's, I mean, I feel like you need to get away from that environment. <laughs> that's definitely not something I ever wish that you go back to. Oh, and really. you say the college was different. It was a lot better. Why, like, how was that going to school as someone with a four-year-old, you know, four or five-year-old? Yeah, um, yeah. So when I started um, college, Annika had just turned four. Um, and we were in a little one-bedroom apartment by ourselves, and of course, I didn't get to have, like, the dorm experience. I didn't want, I mean, we needed a little one-bedroom apartment, Um, but it was right off campus. Like, sometimes some of my classes, I would get to walking before some of my friends in dorms would, so we were right on campus. Um, It was a lot, I think, easier than if she would have been a newborn, because at that point, I could be like, hey, sit here and watch I Carly, I'm going to go write a paper, you know, so it was a little bit better than if she was, you know, an infant or even like a toddler, toddler at that point. Like I was, she was self-sufficient enough to where I could still do homework and, um, you know, spend time with her as well. And we were able to kind of function in the same room, but she wasn't, you know, jumping in my lap and needing this and needing that. So, um, but on the other hand, it, it helped her become so like, very resourceful and self-sufficient herself because if she saw that I was in the middle of, you know, typing something or 
or watching a class, like she would get up and go get her own fork, you know? Mm -hmm. So we just kind of had to navigate of what works best for us. And, um, you know, she still did, even when, when I went to college, um, like I said, it was just her and I and this, and her dad went to college like two hours away. So he still would get her every other weekend. And so those weekends were the ones that I was like, okay, I've got to get out. I've got to make friends. I live in Alabama now. I don't know one person in this entire state. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I just kind of, after a class one day, I walked up to the girls that I had been kind of like eyeing for the first couple of weeks of class. And I was just like, hey guys, so um, that homework we've got, like y'all want to do it together or something, you know? And then I just really like the first friends that I met, I just attached onto. And I was like, here, I, I'm your friend now. You, you have no choice. Me. Yeah. And those are my like best friends forever. Cause I really, I didn't have good high school girlfriends. And I always thought that I was like one of those girls that was, you know, better friends with the guys. And really, I didn't have any guy friends either. I just didn't have any friends. Yeah. But going to college and seeing these girls that were um, so nice and so just like welcoming and uh, just, just so, so wonderful. It was like, oh, it is so important to have that girl group in your life. It is so important to have those friends that are going to be your forever friends. And I mean, those girls helped me raise Annika. Like it was, it was me and them kind of when I had a class that would change times, I would have to call somebody and be like, okay, who doesn't have an 11 o'clock today? You've got Annika. Like It took a village. Yeah. Did you, did she ever come into class with you? Was that ever allowed? Yes. So there would be some times with, um, like snow days and, and things like that, that um, like her school would close because she only was in preschool one year, my freshman year before she started kindergarten, my sophomore year. And um, so she, there was, there would be times where the schools would close, but you know, colleges are like, no, we're going to be open no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just shoot an email. Most of my professors were absolutely just phenomenal people. And so I would shoot them a message first and be like, I never was just like, I'm bringing my kid to class today. I was like, Hey, my daughter's class got canceled. Like I don't have an option. Um, I just want to let you know, I'd be out and they'll be like, bring her in, bring her in. And I even had professors that would like have coloring books waiting for her and things like that. So college was so totally, totally opposite from high school that it was just such a refreshing and like it just gave me like more hope and more drive and it it set me back on the right path to be successful. Whereas I was just kind of like beat in my own hometown that once I got to college, I was like, Oh no, I do have people that, that want to see me be successful. Yeah. That's so important to have because having that like traumatic high school experience with everyone gossiping and talking bad about you and treating you poorly, like you need those people that, like you said, it does take a village raising a kid, no matter how old you are. But especially when you are trying to like be in college, like you need to have friends that are going to support you and not. Also, oh, it's absolutely. like so immature. I cannot believe grown women were talking about you. Oh, I know. Thank goodness that was only four years. And, and you know, which, which when you're in it, four years is like a hundred years, especially in any high school experience. Right. But I just feel like, like, like I said, after we got, uh, after we moved and we just realized that people were, you know, lovely to Annika and lovely to me and, and ready to see us succeed. Like it was just a whole different, different ball game. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And now you have a teenage daughter yourself. So now Annika is 14, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. She just turned 14 this year. And I just, I always knew that 14 would be rough. I always knew that that kind of spring of her eighth grade year would be probably emotional for me. And 
because I, I mean, when I found out I was pregnant and when I was 14, 15, like we just, I just thought that I knew everything in the world. And I just thought that I was just had it all figured out. And you, and, and not like, oh, I thought that like you genuinely at that age are like, I know more than every human on this earth. Right. <laughs> and so, and I think that was kind of a double-edged sword with, with me having to grow up fast. Not only did I have to grow up fast, I was like, hmm, I know more than every, but like, it was just such a t- wrong attitude to have, <laughs> but I think now I've always thought that I would be like, oh, when she's that age, I'll see how much of a baby I actually was. But I never expected to have so much, just like my heart like shattered for my parents when she turned that age, because to me, she's still such a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was kind of the first time. And it, it's awful to say that it, was, it took 14 years for me to realize, like, I know how many sacrifices my parents had to give up in order to to help us, you know, be where we are and be successful and even me able to be able to have her, you know, and, and I, I, I was not expecting the emotional toll it like took on me to realize like, oh my gosh, what did I put my parents through? Yeah. And I just like called my mom crying and she was like, it's fine. I was like, it's not fine. I'm so sorry. And she was like, oh my gosh, we don't have time for this. <laughs> but, you know, was 14 she, years ago. <laughs> uh, she was like, that was 14 years ago. We were fine. And, and no, but I was just like, I just need you to know that now I do realize how, much of a baby. I, I mean, I genuinely was a baby. Yeah. When I got pregnant. I just want to apologize for that mom. That's, I mean, that puts it into perspective, like being a mom, seeing her at that age, like I can't even imagine how that feels for you. Oh my gosh. Annika would have a newborn right now if, if in my shoes and I just, and it just truly like, which I think she has a lot more, um, she has a lot more kids still left in her than, than I did. I, I, with me being an old, the older sibling and just like, I just pranced around like I owned the place. So mm-hmm. I still see a lot more just like fun in her than I was like already too cool for this and too cool for that, where she's still like enjoying life as a 14 right. year old. And as a 14 year old should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And how is it raising like a kid compared to a teenager now? Like, oh my how's that experience? A, t- a, a, <laughs> a ballpark difference. Like, I always <laughs> knew that, like, even though Annika and I, I mean, we are so close. Like, we could not have a better relationship. We are we are best friends. I mean, truly, I know I, I compare us to the Gilmore Girls a lot. Yeah. But it really, really is like that. Like, I feel like I'm Lorelai in the sense of, like, I don't have my shit together. Like, and I'm just, like, floating around, like, what's going on? What a point. Oh my gosh, we have to be here in five minutes. Like, whereas Anna has like such an organized planner and like, you know, tells me what to do sometimes. And, and so we have a great relationship, but I always knew these high school years would probably be a little, little difficult. And they are, I mean, you know, I think that she expects me to let her do be a little bit more lenient um, because we do trust each other so much. And so she's like, mom, you know, I'm not going to do this or, you know, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, I I still don't feel comfortable. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't go or you can't do this or, um, but we still have the same mom daughter fights. You know, there just might be a couple TikTok references in there (laughs) while we're, while we're arguing, but you know, we are, we still have the same, you know, just screen matches that every other mom and daughter do. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, because you still are like very in the know, you know, like you're not like a old mom that doesn't know anything. Like she, she genuinely, genuinely hates it. Like anytime I do something, you know, like when she leaves, I'll be like, take it easy. And she's like, (laughs) just say bye. Like, don't, 
<laughs> you know, or when I, she'll say, hey, pick me up at four. And I'm like, it's lit. And she's like, no, it's not. It's just say, okay. <laughs> so it's funny that like, no matter how cool you think you are, your child will genuinely always think you're the biggest loser on the planet. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I mean, me and you are really close in age. Um, I think you're only four years older than me. So it's like pretty close in age. And I, I'm still watching TikTok for two hours before bed. Like <laughs> Annika will hear me like screaming laughter in my bedroom and she's like, mom, go to sleep. And I'm like, this for you page is just killing me. I know. Like, even I have a little brother. He's 18 now. And he will say these like phrases. And I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, I can't believe I'm, I don't know what something means anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm like losing my touch. I'm not cool anymore. Right. And I try to stay in the know, like almost even more than probably most 28 year olds, because I do want to like, I don't ever want to be like that one. It's like, what's Snapchat? Like yeah. I'm on top of everything. And, and I think that also her, her friends like expect me to be the cool mom and like whatever. And my, Annika's like, my mom is the least cool mom out of all of ours because <laughs> she was in our shoes, I don't know, 14 years ago. And so she like knows these shenanigans and she like knows more than like, we can't lie to her. So no, my mom is the least cool mom. We will not be going to my house. We will not be, you know, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a definitely learning curve, which I feel like when we were, when she was a kid, like it was fun to like take her and watch her experience like new things. Whereas now she, you know, wants to go to her room and close the door and not sing it. Teenage stuff. Yeah. I was a, I feel like I had such an attitude as a teenager. Like uh, yeah, she really, I hope she doesn't listen to this because I don't want to give her any sort of compliment. <laughs> No, but she has so much better of an attitude, like, than I even did, and I, I still, I will call my mom crying in the bathroom, and I'm like, she was mean to me today, and my mom was like, well, you do you remember that one time that you, I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right, so. That's so funny, she's yeah. Really, she's, she's just great, she's a really good kid, and she's, she's got her head on straight, that's for sure. Yeah, are you friends with her friends' moms? Are you, like, so, close with any of them? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would say, like, friends, but, like, we, her, her close friends' moms are absolutely wonderful. I know that I, I kind of expected, again, I think it was part of just that high school in me that, that, that watched her not get invited to birthday parties and things, and, and every time she has a friend over, like, I make sure their mom, like, comes in and kind of, because we do still live in an apartment, um, whereas most of her friends live in houses, and um, so I make sure they come in and they see that, hey, this is not just a an apartment, the normal apartment, like we, it's clean in here. Like we have it decorated nicely. I feel like I almost try to go that extra mile to make sure that those, because as a mom, I, I want those moms to feel comfortable when mm-hmm. she's in my house and, and know that I'm not going to be the mom that lets them sneak out now that they're at that age. And um, even when I was in college, like I always had moms over because I was like, I don't want them thinking that this is a college, you know, party apartment, like with red solo cups and posters yeah. on the wall everywhere. <laughs> like I want them to make sure that you know, like I said, as a mom, they feel just as safe with their child here as I should feel with my child at their house. Yeah, no, that's really great. I mean, I'm sure they all appreciate that too. And I feel like now you found a good community that is not like back in your small town. And that's for so sure, important. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And we, we carpool because they, um, Annika cheers. And so we have like a carpool situation and, and they all, and, and she has a great little group of girls in her grade. I'm, I'm very thankful for that that she has that. So yeah, the moms are great. I sit with them at the games. They're just like, they couldn't be nicer people. That's awesome. 
And you have a YouTube channel that I really want to talk about. So how did you guys get into YouTube? Like, why did you start one together? Oh, it's so hilarious. Like, I, it takes a minute for things to, to trickle down to Tennessee. Like, we, it, and especially with us living in Alabama, like, fashion trends, any sort of trends, really, just, like, I feel like we're, like, the last to know. <laughs> and so I did not know anything about YouTube. I mean, I love, like, makeup and hair. And if I would have known about YouTube 10 years ago, like I, it could have saved my life on formal days and things like that. Like, I'm like, I just didn't even know that YouTube was as big of a community as it was until, and this is going to be so hilarious, but until Annika was at the age where she was like obsessed with Jake Paul. Oh my gosh. That's so uh, funny. This was like early, early day team 10, like pre sort of, you know, (laughs) drama with them. But like, she and I was just like, I don't understand why she's watching YouTube. And I try to like defend sweet little Gen Z um, because I feel like now people our age are like, oh, kids these days. And I'm like, okay, the generation before us said the same thing about us. Mm-hmm. You know, when I wanted to watch a certain show, you know, even Stevens on Disney Channel, I had to get out the newspaper, look at the TV guide, see what time it came on. And people older than that probably thought that was like a luxury. And so I know, yeah. Even with like her age, Netflix is not fast enough for them. So with us, we love sitting down and watching a full season on Netflix. But with them, it's like that's not, then they have to wait six months for another thing where these YouTube creators were putting out content almost every single day for them to enjoy. So I feel like they just attached onto that. And Annika had no interest in watching TV or even really Netflix. Like she wanted that every single day update. And um, so we just, and like I said, with me trying to kind of keep up with her, I started watching with her and we found other channels that she liked and other, you know, creators that she liked and we would just watch together. And then I was like, well, maybe there's things on YouTube that I might like. Like I, I'm, let me see if I can find creators that I like to follow. And I started like just looking and and if I was like in a cleaning mode, I would do like a clean with me video and and find somebody that I liked. And so as I started watching, I was like, hmm, we're we're kind of entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) I like doing this stuff too. Like what if we, you know, kind of did something together? So I still felt like I didn't really know anything about YouTube. And so it's so hilarious because you play such a huge role in not only our channel, but like our growth and our everything, because I was like, let me, I know Nashville, let me just Google or let me just YouTube search Nashville vlog, because that way I like will know what people are seeing, kind of what people are doing around an area that I'm familiar with. So I watched like every Nashville vlog that I could find. And I found yours. I think you were like so in funny. Nashville with like watching your sister's volleyball game or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, I just kept, and I, every creator that I like, liked watching, I would subscribe and to be like, okay, let me go binge watch their videos later. And so literally like every person that I subscribed to at the beginning of my like YouTube learning was from those Nashville vlogs. And then it just kind of spider webbed out from there. And then once I realized you, it was right after, um, I guess a few months after I had been watching you is when you started really doing like how to be successful on YouTube. And then mm-hmm. obviously the real world podcast started. And I was like, I remember like listening, I listened to it. Cause I, my commute was like an hour with rush hour. I listened to it on the way home and I was like, I need to be writing this stuff down. Like, oh I've my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> so I get home again. And I'm like, and I could go do homework. I got to do this thing. And so I listened to it again, wrote every, like took notes 
and um, really like joke with my friends that I put myself through Influencer Academy because I just like dove into how to edit, what to use, you know, how to grow, what to do here. Like, I mean, I had no idea about monetization. I had no idea about, like you mentioned things like you have to have a hundred subscribers to do this. You have to have a 4,000 watch hours to do this. And, and I would have maybe eventually like fallen onto those facts, but just having them so centralized in one place where I could just take those notes and really, you know, write everything down was, was, I mean, that's so funny. Thank you for watching me. And like, this is like a full circle moment. Like you're on the podcast now. I know. (laughs) Wait, that's so cool. I mean, I think with anyone that starts YouTube, that's kind of how I was. Like, I just liked watching it. And so then I started it. And like, same with listening to podcasts. I like listening to them. So then I started it. And like, I think that that's something that a lot of people get too scared of. Like, I need to know how to do everything right. But kind of like you learned along the way, you know, like totally. and I, I'm, we literally started our channel like two years ago. And um, it's something that I I just felt like we could be successful at. I really, really like had a feeling like I just feel like we can do this. And it was kind of at that point where Annika really, really loved the idea of having a YouTube channel. But she was so scared of like what people would say at school. Mm-hmm. So it was like a double-edged sword and I never wanted her, I never wanted to pressure her to the point where she would hate it. Like right. I didn't want her to just, you know, roll her eyes every time I said, let's film. So we kind of like took big gaps. And I know one of the things that you said was be consistent. <laughs> and I was like, we gotta be consistent. What is <laughs> the only thing we're missing, like we have to be consistent, but I also like knew, okay, let's just gradually get into this. And like, as she's warming up to it, I'll learn what camera works best for me. Like Mm -hmm. I'll learn because I'm not going to go and never have filmed a YouTube video and spend $300 on Final Cut Pro. Like I don't, A, I don't have that. B, what if tomorrow I decide that this is not something I like to do? I'm not going to go spend $600 on a vlogging camera if, if that's not what we like to do. So I like bought the smallest, cheapest light first. I bought the smallest, cheapest camera for, or we used our iPhones for a little bit too. And it's just like, okay, once we do this, once I learn this, then I'll reward myself with moving up to, you know, a newer camera or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think that, and, and I thought that we would be more of like the sit down type videos, but as we've started, we enjoy vlogging the most. Like yeah. I really, really like vlogging. I think that hopefully one day we'll kind of be able to like have our Jenica and Annika channel, but also like me have my channel and her have hers, you know, once we, grow a little bit more because there's really not many 14 year olds out there, you know, YouTube. And just, so, um, I just hope we can continue growing and thank you. you. Will. Oh my gosh. No, you will. I feel like you guys have such a good energy. Like you said, it's like modern day Gilmore girls and that's actually what it is. Like, I mean, truly, it really is like Lorelai and Rory just placed in another setting, uh-huh. like a more Southern version. <laughs> like she, yes, yes. We, and we love it. And we, and I've never been the type that I like, like, like feel good TV shows. I'm like, if someone doesn't die, I don't, I'm not interested. I like, I like the gory stuff. And my friend, my best friend for forever, the girl I actually told you that I stalked my freshman year and like, was like, I'm going to be your best friend. Yeah. She was begging me for years to watch Gilmore Girls. And I was like, you know, I don't like shows like that. And finally, when we watched it, it was just That's it was wonderful. So funny. Also, we watched it together and it allowed Annika to kind of see the things that Lorelai was struggling with it's like Mm -hmm. oh my mom has her own life too like she's she's 
doing things that she doesn't let me see as well. So mm-hmm. it was perfect for us. That's so sweet. And then also that one, so you started your YouTube channel for, you've had it for like two years now, three, mm-hmm. two, two years, right? Yeah. Two years. And then you filmed a video that now has, I just was looking right before this podcast. It has like 6 million views already. Yes. So when you filmed that video, it's all about what it, it was just like your story about how you found out you were gonna, you, you were pregnant, right? Exactly. Then- yeah. So it was, um, I will say that when we filmed that, um, we had 700 subscribers and we just filmed that at the beginning of, and honestly, I thought 700 was like 700,000 at that point. Like I literally, and I, I have, I mean, a very small following on Instagram, but I I always had a bigger following on Instagram than I did on um, YouTube. And so even as my YouTube was growing, I was like, we're doing so well, we're doing so well, we're hitting a hundred views each video, you know? So when we posted that, it was just, I always wanted to, when she turned that age, the age that I found out I was pregnant, I was going to tell her about the night that I found out I was pregnant because she didn't really know that story. And so I was like, let's just record it. Let's, let's, you know, get that put up. I think that'll be hilarious. It'll be super, because the whole, my, me finding out is just a very entertaining story in itself. It's so, I was so like, entertaining. I recommend everyone to watch that video. I didn't want to go too much into it in this podcast because like that video explains so much, everything. but it's a, it's a good video. So the night I found out I was pregnant and the night that we went to the hospital, like when I was in labor, those are both just such hilarious stories that, and I t- like people always ask and ask and ask. And I was like, it would be so nice to have Cause it really does take me like 30 minutes to tell the story. So I can't tell that over brunch when we're trying to like, you know, have a chill day. So I was like, right. I would love to have something to refer people to and be like, Oh, go watch my YouTube video. And I'll, you know, I explain everything. And I just had people on Instagram that followed me, you know, that I was just like, let's, I, I, it's not something I can explain on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So um, we had such a good time filming that. And it was a the very very beginning of quarantine like we were literally just like sitting on Annika's bed I didn't even try to like set up a good setup or anything like we just plopped down on her bed and I told her the story and then that's kind of one of the first videos I was able to like because we were sitting down I was able to kind of play with editing a little bit more mm-hmm. because at that point it still was I mean still honestly to this day every video I edit is like a learning experience when there's something I want to put somewhere like I'll just YouTube what to do that and I posted it and I shared it on my Instagram and it did okay. But I honestly, Annika had just found her new favorite YouTuber, um, Sadie Crowell on TikTok. So what she was doing was taking like little 60 second clips of her YouTube ch- um, videos, putting them on TikTok. Cause it's just so much, I feel like going viral is more accessible on TikTok than oh, it is totally. anywhere else. Yeah. And I was taking 60 second clips of all of our blogs every time I posted one um, and putting it on my Instagram stories or putting or posting it as an Instagram post. And that would definitely drive people over, but not to the, not to what I wanted. So I was like, Oh, I need to grab. And that's a great idea. I'll grab that 60 second clip and put it over on TikTok and did that, went to sleep, woke up, the TikTok had like 300,000 views. Oh my gosh. And the the um, YouTube video had just taken off. And I, I think because of the algorithm of like YouTube seeing that people were coming from another app or people were searching our name, like it just got put in people's recommended and, and went from there. 
What did you put in the TikTok? Was it just a 60 second clip or like the best 60 seconds of the video? It was the best 60 seconds. So I put just little like funny and I, I know that um, there are just certain things that people love watching, like giving mm-hmm. your mom a car or like I bought my first house. You know, there are those little like things, but if you can't keep people's attention for a full 60 seconds, like they're not going to watch my 30 minute video. So I was like, I'm not going to just take the intro and throw it over here. Like I want to grab these hilarious moments where people are like, why are they singing caution lights? I need to go figure out what, what they're talking about. So I pulled the best like 60. um, I think I actually posted two. I posted one, like a little 60 second clip of somewhere like in the middle of the video. And that was good, like conversation. But then I posted like the highlights too. And the highlights is what kind of went viral on TikTok. And then, which, and I mean, I think is what caused mm-hmm. our YouTube video to go viral. That's so funny. Cause I didn't know that that's what it was. I saw that your video on TikTok, but I thought that was like after the fact, like you were like, oh, let's so, make a TikTok. Yeah, I did after like a, a month or so. Cause after our video, after our views on that um, viral video started kind of evening out and not like, I mean, I still get so many views on that video mm-hmm. a day. But after it started setting out, I was like, let's get some attention back over to the YouTube channel. So I just took that little, I, I played a slideshow at the end of the video. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Yes. With I the slideshow. slideshow off and posted that on TikTok and was like, hey, we have a YouTube channel. Link in bio. Yeah. And that TikTok actually got like 3.5 million views or something like that. So, wow. yeah, I mean, I, TikTok has been a great, great part of, you know, pe- seeing driving attention to our YouTube channel because people really it's there's just so much more of an opportunity for people to be scrolling you know and Mm -hmm. watching 15 second reels or 60 second reels of things that when they do see something they're interested in they pause go to the profile go to you because people still do love YouTube yeah but they don't search for creators I feel like as much as they you know you used to so yeah the TikTok algorithm is way better and you can't consume so much more content because it's so small everything on my for you page is like catered to me I feel like you mm-hmm. know it's just everything I, I never see a video that I'm like I'm not interested in that on I TikTok. So yeah they've got so it good yeah down. yeah and then how has that changed your life and yours and Annika's life like that has it changed your life like that going viral yes absolutely so I did a Q&A and um like right after my because I, I know that some people the only like we we really like say out of 10,000 comments, 9,500 9, were positive. Mm-hmm. Like really m- the majority were positive, but there were some that kind of missed the mark of like, why is this funny? Why are they laughing? Why are they, you know? And I was like, well, this was meant to be like a super, super lighthearted, like story of me just telling my daughter how I found out I was pregnant with her. This was not like a teen pregnancy, like yeah. anything. <laughs> and it's been so long. Uh, you know, it's, it's so you- long clearly are a successful mother and have a healthy daughter that is like, like, you know, it's not like, Oh my gosh, she's a rebel kid. That's like ended up poorly. So you can have lighthearted conversations now. Like I don't feel like that's such a big thing is, is that, I mean, teen pregnancy happens, whether we want it to or not, whether it's a positive or a negative, like girls are going to get pregnant as they're teenagers, you know, hopefully the numbers keep declining, but like, it's just something that happens. And I remember when I found out I was pregnant, 
there was not one soul that I, I could look up and see and say, oh my gosh, they made it or, oh, mm-hmm. that's going to be me or, you know, and it's, I think it's just as important to say or to, to be out there for those girls that come home with that first positive pregnancy test, go on YouTube and type in pregnant at 14 and not just see a 14 year old with a baby, but see a 28 year old with a 14 year old and be like, oh, okay, they're sitting in their own apartment. They're yeah. There's not a man, uh, you know, I, I've, I've not dated since then. Like, I really think that it's important that girls, you know, can see the positives. Of, it, it's hard. And I'm, I'm definitely like, I actually talked about in one of the Q&As that I did, like I'm building out a whole series on, and I'll have like a teen pregnancy series where I do get deeper in some, I want to talk to my mom in one. And, and so there will be time for all of those more serious ones. But, um, you know, it just that one wasn't the serious one. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, have also, this is kind of a side note, but that video, since it is doing so well, you have to add like a million ads in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm like, you have to monetize okay. that. Right. So that was my point. I, you know, have always been a single mom and we came from, I mean, I came from a lower middle class family. Like we, my parents helped as much as they could, but it wasn't anything to wear. I was given anything. And I mean, I remember when I moved to college, I got a job at a dance studio teaching dance lessons so that Annika could take dance and I wouldn't have to pay for it. Like I was like, I worked that out where, okay, can, can she be in some of these dance classes and I'll teach like the gymnastic portion or whatever. So I was making $80 a week in college. And just like, I remember there would be some nights that I was like, okay, we're going to go to McDonald's. I'm going to get her a cheeseburger off the dollar menu and a dollar fry that comes out to two nineteen. Can I scrounge up $2 and 19 cents? And then I would just like sit there and watch her like, okay, she doesn't eat the whole thing like this. And then she'd eat it all. I'm like, okay, baby, good girl. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, and then I would go to bed hungry and it was totally fine. Like it was just what needed to, it was our life, you know? And it was like, okay, could I go out and date and find a man that could take care of us? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is that something I want to do? I'd rather go to bed hungry. Yeah. And so we eventually moved to Nashville for just opportunity because the cost of living was super low in Alabama, which means that the average income was super low mm-hmm. for where we were living. And um, I came here and got a job. And just as we, as she gets older, she was becoming more expensive. When I finally like sat down a like a, probably like a year ago and was like, I have to have a second income. What can I do? I, I'm not like one of those. Cause I know 28 year olds that I work with that go bartend after they get off at our normal job. And it's like, I can't do that. Like I have to, I'm already gone. I feel like too much during the day for her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm losing hours with her. I can't get a second job right now. And then I'm like, okay, well, if I can just make it through again, these next four years with her, like and just struggle, like, then I'll start making money afterwards. And then I'm like, well, what am I, you know, what value is that bringing? So mm-hmm. I was really like, one of the things he did say was don't start a YouTube channel for the money. And I was like, okay, well, yes, that is in the back of my head, but also like, no, that's not really, you know, why I'm trying. I did have friends that had like, that were very successful on Instagram that I would talk with and, you know, try to get little $200 sponsorships here and there. And my goal at the end of the day was like, if I can bring in an extra $200 a month, we'll be 
comfortable. Like we'll be not, we'll just, we'll have a little bit of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. And, um, so after that, I was just like really, really focusing on putting YouTube content out, putting, and I would get little like $125 sponsorships here and there. And I'm like, we are wealthy. We are living the good life, you know? And so, but that would immediately, you know, we'd go to Kroger and that would be gone. So um, I think that I can kind of see with that video go, doing as well as it did, um, the first, because like I said, I had only had 700 subscribers when we started. Yeah. So when that, viral, or when that video went viral, we weren't even in the YouTube creators. Like we weren't. Oh, you couldn't get monetized yet. Not get monetized. I would be emailing YouTube like, listen. Listen, <laughs> please <laughs> listen. So the first million and a half views, no monetization. Nothing. Oh my, that like hurts. That hurts. Oh. I kept seeing, I was so happy that the numbers were going up, but at the end of the day, I was like, oh, no, if I could just get a little ad right in the beginning, just one, just one measly little ad in the beginning, you know, so. Oh my gosh, YouTube should go back and like pay you for that million and a half. I mean, truly, I was just like, it just, like I said, as the numbers were going up, I was just panicking and it was, it was so happy and Annika and I would wake up every day and just like scream, but then also I was like, I'm losing so much money that I could be making, you know? So finally, when I got those ads plugged in, um, I mean, that, that video just did so, so well. And I was, the second month, I think was like our, cause we, I got the first like monetization check from YouTube um, in May and that video up, went up in, I think March or April. Mm-hmm. And so the one in May was like only for a few weeks. And then finally the one in June, I was like, okay, all right. Okay. So I immediately, I was like, we got to be smart with this because I do want to, um, I mean, I've got to buy Annika a car in two years, you know, yeah. like, things I've got to do. And so I, um, paid off my student loan and have just been. That's amazing. That. So it's like, we would have never had the option of, I, I mean, I would have never had the option of like a backup savings or anything like that without YouTube. Like this has been, and now we just, we're with a management company now. So we're getting ads flowing in. So it's just, it makes, it makes us even more excited. And I That's think now so like awesome. Annika just started her little freshman year and, and even one of her teachers was like, you have a YouTube channel. So hopefully she doesn't get bullied too much. Anybody she won't. Know? Now it's cool. No. <laughs> oh, I made her watch some of your videos. I was like, listen, listen to this girl. She said, she's got, she did it. Yeah, no, because I was made fun of in high school also for it. I mean, if it wouldn't have been me having a kid, it would have been something else. And I'm sure somebody out there is like, Jenica was mean to me one time. Like, you know, it's just like. High school is a rough time for a lot of people. And then before we go, I want to know what one of your biggest life lessons is. I know it's like a really broad, large question, but what's something that you've learned throughout the years? What's a lesson that you passed down? Um, I think, you know, one thing that it's so cliche, really it is, but I tell Annika every single day when I drop her off at school to compliment someone, I remember we were walking in the mall when she was like four or five and a little girl that was probably her age, maybe a little younger was like spinning around in a dress and looked over at Annika's shoes and Annika had on like those twinkle toe sketchers that lit up. Mm-hmm. And she looked at Annika and she was like, oh, I love your shoes. And Annika's smile and just whole demeanor changed. Like I saw her kind of, her posture went up and she was like so proud of those shoes. 
And we got in the car and I was like, how good did that make you feel? And she was like, that was so fun. Like that girl was so nice. And I was like, how good would it make someone else feel to, to feel like you do right now? And uh, she was like, uh, I said, and it took that girl saying, I like your shoes mm-hmm. to change your whole day. And so I think that, you know, I've never, my friends, I let them complain about what boys texting them back. And then they'll be like, I'm sorry. I know you're dealing with a lot more than me. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Your problems to you are just as big as my problems to me. Like everybody, you know, the biggest thing that's going on in your life and is just as much as the biggest thing going on in my life. We have different lives. Yeah. So um, just to not compare your situation to someone else's, but also you never know what anybody else is going through. You know, you never know that girl that you, that cuts in line in front of you at the gas station, if she's in a hurry to go, you know, wherever she may be going. So just be nice to everyone, try to compliment people and That's so good. I love that advice. I really do. I think it's so easy, especially now with the internet to compare everyone's problems. Like, oh, well, like I shouldn't be complaining because like someone else has it worse than me, but someone's always going to have it worse than you, but that doesn't make your situation any better to you. So I definitely, yeah, no, that's such good advice. And like, you really don't know what people are going through, especially with social media. Like there is so much of a front that goes on that you just have no idea. I know. And I try, that's one thing that I tried because I got one message one time that was like, you seem like you have it all together. I wish I had your life. And I was like, (laughs) I cry all the time. (laughs) Like, no, no. It's just like, I don't get on here and I'm not, you know, going to cry to the screen about this or that. Like, so I tried to, I think Instagram stories and blogs are like the best place to keep those like real moments. But Mm -hmm. I just like hope that throughout this, like Annika and I, and as we keep hopefully growing, like we always will, you know, come on with, with my acne showing, talking about, you know, whatever's happening yeah, and, you know, make sure that it's not because everybody wants to post a beautiful picture with a good filter on it, but it's like, okay, let's read that caption though, you know? So I never want to have seem like I've, and I I don't feel like I seem like I've got Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. This is honestly, I say this in a lot of episodes, but I really do mean this. This is like one of my favorite episodes I've done. Uh, So everyone right now needs to go listen to one of your first episodes. It's called (laughs) how to be a successful YouTuber or something. And then one of your videos that, um, Oh, it was pretty recent. I think it was in quarantine when you were back at your parents. Look at me like knowing everything. Okay, I'm the same way. So I think it was at the beginning of quarantine when you were still at your parents' house and you were talking about just like different things you do with like thumbnails and different music that you use and things. And again, I like ripped out the note paper and I was like, okay, everything I'm going to do exactly what Natalie does. (laughs) No, listen, I was asking you all these questions, but I knew the answers to a lot of Yes, you know, you like everyone needs to immediately go to the Patreon right now. This is not an ad, but go to Natalie's Patreon. Oh my gosh. Because I mean, I'm, I I pay $6 a month for this content. Thank you. Wait, no. Every month. Why did I not think of that? You are so amazing. No, thank you. But where can they find you now? Because they all need to subscribe to you, follow you on Instagram, watch your videos. I'll have them linked in the show notes. Yeah. So my, um, our YouTube channel is just Jenica and Annika. Um, and then my Instagram is just Jenica Tomp. So my name's Jenica Thompson, but Instagram's just Jenica Tomp. Yay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have everything linked, but this was such a good conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course.
Yes, of course. Well, thank you for everything you've done to help me. Truly, I can't wait to continue like building a friendship with you. How did you like the episode? Was it as good as I was telling you guys it was going to be? It's definitely a longer podcast episode, but one of my absolute favorites. I am so honored that I was able to share Jenica's story on my podcast, and you guys can definitely check her out on YouTube, her and her daughter. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Be sure to join the Facebook page. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and follow the podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you guys next episode or next Monday with another episode of The Real Real Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.